Hello, and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and I've probably walked across the Golden Gate Bridge a total of two times. I'm also a big fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, anything weird, dark, funky from the past. So each day, I'm going to share a few of my favorite deep cuts with you. So let's take a look at today's stories. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365. Today, in 1971, chaos ensued when the Golden Gate Bridge was dark all night due to a power failure. Let's reverse to the beginning of the bridge. Everyone in the Bay Area knows the Golden Gate Bridge. Scratch that. Nearly everyone in the world knows the Golden Gate Bridge. The iconic marvel is renowned for its length, beauty, architecture, you name it. Tourists flock every year to see it, and Bay Area natives like myself have countless memories either involving the bridge itself or moments when it was in the background. The bridge connects the city of San Francisco to Marin County, to the north. It's almost two miles long, and it goes over the Golden Gate, which is the strait where the San Francisco Bay connects the Pacific Ocean, and of course, the thing that gives the bridge its name. Construction on the bridge began in 1933. It was an exciting prospect, both for connecting the two areas and because the construction would provide a lot of jobs during the Great Depression. Exciting but also scary, the construction took place over open water and sometimes during high winds. The winds were so intense that the bridge ended up being built so that way it could withstand eight meters of swaying in either direction without any sort of permanent damage. The engineer tasked with designing and building the bridge was a man named Joseph Strauss, a drawbridge builder who had a somewhat economical idea for the bridge completion. When I say somewhat economical, I mean to the tune of 25 million dollars. Believe it or not, that is way cheaper than other nominees proposed. Fun fact, Joseph Strauss was only five feet tall. In addition to being an engineer, he was also a poet. The construction of the bridge began with workers digging away at 3.25 million cubic feet of dirt on either side of the bridge, in which to put the anchors that would hold each side of the bridge down in Marin and San Francisco. The construction process was far from seamless. The Golden Gate Strait had intense tides, frequent storms, and of course, San Francisco's notorious fog. The fog caused a cargo vessel to collide with the in-construction bridge and damage it, setting the schedule back. During a scaffolding collapse in early 1937, 10 men were killed. It was consulting architect Irving Morrow who suggested the bright orange that has helped make the bridge so iconic. The color is called International Orange, and you can buy paint of the same color by going to the bridge's website and copying the color code. It has some practical uses aside from its unique beauty. It made the bridge visible to ships in the bay's famous fog, and it is a complement to the beautiful scenery. Morrow also came up with the Art Deco design of the bridge. The bridge finally opened on May 27, 1937, and it was the tallest and longest bridge in the world. On the first public crossing, 200,000 people traveled across the bridge by walk, bike, or roller skate. The opening celebrations lasted an entire week. The bridge is 2,737 meters long and 227 meters high. In the end, the bridge finished ahead of schedule and under budget. It ended up inspiring suspension bridge design all over the world. Morrow, the color and art deco chief, also designed the lights of the bridge that went out today in 1971. 
Morrow decided that the bridge should have different intensities of light at different levels to stop it from seeming too artificial. He didn't want any overly spectacular lighting or anything too flashy. He wanted lighting that would let the architecture of the building stand for itself. He picked low-pressure sodium vapor lamps for the task. The lights were a slight amber, making the glow for motorists calming instead of jarring. Normally, every night, these floodlights light the bridge up to a beautiful golden color that illuminates the area around it, reflecting off the water. Today, in 1971, that wasn't the case. The power went off in San Francisco, and the outage was so severe that the bridge remained dark all night. The year after the power outage, the lights were replaced with high-pressure sodium vapor lamps with a plastic amber lens to imitate the original color. 1971 wasn't the only time the lights went out on the bridge, though. In 2016, the Golden Gate Bridge joined structures all over the world in a voluntary power outage on March 19th to draw attention to climate change. For the bridge's 50th anniversary in 1987, it closed to cars, and there was a celebration on foot. The 50th anniversary celebration was so big that it caused the bridge to sway and groan under the weight, and the middle sagged seven feet downwards, which caused the arcing bridge to flatten out. Other than this closure for celebration, the only two times the bridge has been closed for an individual to cross were for President Franklin Delano Roosevelt and French President Charles de Gaulle. There were those two men, and there were also two deer. Two black-tailed deer got onto the bridge during the busy evening commute in 2014, and the bridge had to be shut down to provide their safe escape and stop potential accidents. It's no longer the longest bridge in the world, but it's still one of the most famous. It is still the most photographed bridge in the world, though and the ninth most Instagram location in the United States. Every year, 45 million vehicles cross the bridge. It's been immortalized in film, The Maltese Falcon, and Poetry, The Changing Light by Lawrence Ferlinghetti, and it's a great way to spend a day in San Francisco. Personally, I have not walked across the Golden Gate Bridge many times in my life, but I do have many memories of crossing it to go to Marin to see my grandparents or even going two years ago with one of my friends, Ryan, to take photos um, for MXM Tune and press, press pictures. So I don't know. I didn't grow up a whole lot. Um, I was born in San Francisco and I went to high school there, but you know, the Golden Gate Bridge was something that was like so iconic. I think I oftentimes took it for granted growing up in the Bay Area and knowing that it was there and not often visiting it. But it truly is one of the most beautiful locations I've ever been to as a person. Today, in 1959, Barry Gordy founded the Motown record label. Barry was already an established songwriter with tunes like Reet Petit and Lonely Teardrops under his belt, and he decided to combine his entrepreneurial spirit with his love of music and used his experience working in an auto plant to found the record label. He bought a house in Detroit on West Grand Boulevard, moved his family up into the top floor, and started the label on the ground floor. He went on to produce the records of luminaries like Diana Ross, Stevie Wonder, and Marvin Gaye. Motown Record Corporation went on to become the most successful Black-owned music company in America, paving the way for young Black artists and producers. Along the way, he had a fun and scandalous time. He's even the father of one of Diana Ross's children— Ross married her first husband less than two months after becoming pregnant with Gordy's child. Now, that would be a very cool guy to call dad, although Rhonda Ross didn't find out that Gordy was her biological father until she was 13 years old. And now for our final segment of the day, I'll be going into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on a December 14th in my life. 
December 14th, I drew the cover art for my cover of My Way by Frank Sinatra, which is one of the only covers I've posted on DSPs because I love it so much and I really love that song. Um, and I, I have very fond memories of sitting inside of a cafe and making that artwork for it. So it was, it was a good time. Good time indeed. Thanks for going back in time with me and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you can come back tomorrow for more facts from yesterday. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365.